The opinions of Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman don't reflect the views of Gal Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a Gal Media station. My friends are degenerates, but I never change them. Liars, cheats, and hypocrites, not the time for saving. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. On ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on the Blitz. Hour number two, 713-780-ESPN. Is your number 713-780-3776. You can also get us on the Blitz Facebook page. Find the Blitz. Look like. Good to go. Twitter at Fred Fowler, F-A-O-U-R. At A.J. is the real. At Aaron is Blitz. At Degenerates975. Can text the show you know the number of that you can also uh watch us on twitch twitch.tv slash espn 975 and of course uh if you missed the first hour you missed uh people getting all fired up about the whole mark cuban thing i guess that's uh surpassed jamie roots is the important story of the day um i don't know man it, everybody everybody has gotten so mean over this stuff I don't. I don't understand. Um, so I said, man, I mean, I always agree with you guys, but I don't get bent about it. If nothing else, learn another point of view that I may choose not to agree with. That's all we're supposed to do. But people, it's... What's happened with all this stuff is people have turned their beliefs into truth. That what they believe is the truth. And, it, and truth can't be denied. The problem is it's not a truth. It's a belief. It's not a fact. It's a belief. You're entitled to your beliefs. I, I'm, and I, I'm glad that people have beliefs. The problem is everybody thinks that their beliefs have to be the same as everyone else's. Well, no, everyone else's beliefs need to be the same as theirs. Right. Like, why, yeah. can't, why can't you have the same stuff as me? So, yeah, I, I don't know. Let's just get a couple more calls and see if we can get some insight. Bobby. What's up, Bobby? Hey, well, why can't they just have a moment of silence instead of the anthem? I would think be, I would think that would be more respectful. Dude, honestly, for like, it, because everyone associates the national anthem with like honoring the troops that are overseas or the troops that have died or whatever. I, I, I am for that. I'm for a moment of silence uh, in honor of the troops who allow us to play this game. I'm for that. Um, and I don't. And honestly, and that's the other thing. I don't think. If you and if you said flat out, we're on, we're taking a moment of silence to honor the troops that have fallen fighting for this country. I don't think you've got people taking knees. I don't think you've got people raising their fists because no one is against that. No, there's that. There's nothing divisive about that in my mind. You know what? Though almost every time but they, they probably would find something. well, almost every time I've been at a place where they said let's have a moment of silence for someone that was lost. There's one idiot in the crowd. If there's 70,000 people, there'll be one. Um, Robert. What's up, Robert? Turn your uh, radio, Turn radio down. Man. Robert. Okay. That's. That's a good try. Rule number one. Always turn your radio down. And our interns tell you that now. So the fact that you didn't follow instructions twice. Okay, can I can I read a text that's pro anthem that I think makes a lot of sense? Sure, I because you know 
this is what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to look at things and think, okay, that makes sense. I think it being played, I, I like it being played at every game because I can't afford to go to a bunch of games. So it's one of the few times I get to enjoy the anthem live. Big fan of the post anthem USA chant too, to each their own. That, that's now that's that's something else, okay? Because how often are people actually going to games? And maybe well, that especially is, now, and 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 maybe it is, you know. Uh, and I know a lot of times it's really cool to hear somebody sing the anthem. Although most of the time, like especially at Rockets games, whoever does the anthem, it's way too long. Yeah, uh, and you know they're overdoing it. But I mean, if, if you enjoy hearing it sung live. Then I get that, especially if you're going to two or three games a year. And again, I, I'm, if if it makes you happy to hear it, I'm I'm not mad about that. But like, sometimes it's it, sometimes you're you're going to hear things that you like. Like, I wish that my favorite song would come on the radio every time I drive home. It doesn't. Sometimes they play the song I want to hear. Sometimes they don't. Like, if you if you're a fan, and I I like the national anthem too. Sometimes, like I mean, I think it's a cool moment. And there's been moments on television. Like, uh, you know, going back to after 9-11, where it was like, it was really moving stuff yeah. at times. But it, it... And the first few sporting events I went to after that, it was incredibly moving. I guess the for me, if the national anthem gets played, I stand up. I, I stand at attention. I, I take my hat off if I'm wearing it, and I'm quiet. And I, I respect that song while it's being played. If it doesn't play, it, it doesn't affect my life at all. Like that's, I guess that's where I'm at on it. Like if if it plays, okay, I'll do the national anthem thing. I I stand up, I stand with my hands at my side, and I and I listen to the national anthem. I may even like sing along under my breath a little bit. Uh, but if it doesn't play, my day goes on. Yeah, I I just you know. I don't, I don't really have any great insight to add here. Let's uh, let's see if the listeners do. Sam, what's up? Yeah, so I wanted to talk about how the athletes are using the anthem as a platform to protest their belief. Okay. Are they, by not playing the anthem, are they taking away the black athlete's platform? Well, maybe so. And they'll have to find something else. But the reason why, and I've, I've said this all along, the, the reason why Colin Kaepernick kneeled during the anthem is because that was a time when, it, because the whole point of protest is to get attention for your cause, right? And everybody's like, well, if he wants to do that, he should kneel in the locker room before the TV broadcast starts or whatever. Well, then no, one, no attention goes to his cause. The whole point of protest is to cause people discomfort, and then people get uncomfortable, and that, which is the point, and then it becomes this thing. Would he find another? Would would Colin Kaepernick have found a different way to uh, to do it if if there was no national anthem? I assume yes, he would have. Um, but I, I don't know what that would be. I, I can't answer that because I'm not a professional black athlete, unfortunately. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that w- would it take away that avenue? Certainly. Are there other avenues for protest? Of course. They're always somebody will always find a way to protest something. Well, and, and we've talked about this with Jerome before because he he's been on the front line with that stuff, and you know he's and you guys both say the same thing that protests are supposed to make you uncomfortable. I'm not a protester. I never will be. There's not a thing in the world that I care enough about to go protest, and so I would never kneel at the national anthem. I mean, I'm, I respect your right to do it. 
I tend to think, I, and and fair or not, I judge people who uh, who protest, no matter what it is, as extremists, and I don't like extremists. Yeah, and that's just me. But I respect your right to be an extremist because, in some cases, we need it. We needed it to get those damn British out of here. You know, we needed it here in Texas to get our independence, and there are times for that. Uh, and and it's totally cool. I, I respect I respect your right to do it, but you're never going to see me at a protest. So, uh, Robert, let's try Robert. Hello, sports. Sports. What's going on, guys? You know, sports and stuff, man. What you got? Oh man, I was just uh, you know I'm a hillbilly from Mount Woodville, right? All right. Me and, too. Uh, I agree with you guys. Uh, I don't even know why they play the national anthem at sporting events. I mean, like, who cares? If we want to have a uh, moment of silence for the troops, you know, who gave their life and have served this country, I'm out for that also. I think Mark Cuban is a divisive individual. Um, he always comes out, you know, like he hasn't been playing the national anthem. So what? Nobody, I, did, I didn't even know about it until it came on the news today. Well, so, that, that, then he's a dummy for bringing it up, for bringing it to your attention. That's what I'm, I'm with. I do think Mark Cuban's a divisive guy. And there's some things that I, I like. Mark Cuban says a lot of smart stuff. I know there are people on certain political sides that would tell you Mark Cuban's an idiot or Mark Cuban's the most brilliant man in the world. I, I think Mark, and there's some people who want Mark Cuban to run for president, and I don't think that's a good idea either. But Mark Cuban, he in some ways, I mean, he's obviously a very smart guy. But in some ways, he doesn't always, I think he doesn't always read the room. And he do, he says things that really could have just gone on without being said. But all it does is light a match. And, and that's kind of what, yeah, but, this I mean, is a good example of but it. But in, in his defense, I mean, he's a Shark Tank guy. He's a, he's a... Uh, a guy who's high profile and you know Tillman has tried to be that too it, it just I, I think uh I don't I, I, I listen I, I don't agree with a lot of what Mark Cuban says or does but I think he's a smart dude and, and I, I think he's you know he probably knew what he was doing there and, and by the way nothing wrong with Woodville drive, is, is drive, that out by your, your spot? no it, it's not too far I mean it's it's probably about 35 minutes away but uh, it, we drive through that every time we go to that Martin Dye State Park. I always stop there. They also have the most elegantly crafted speed trap I've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, it is it is perfect. It's like one minute you're going 65, and and then you see the sign, so you kind of take your eyes off, and then it's 60, and then it's 55, and it's like before you know it, you're still going 65, and it's down to 45, and there's always a police officer sitting right there. Fortunately, people warn me about that. All right, we're going to take a break. I don't know. Can we? I, I I don't know if we can get off of this or not. We got people oh, still yeah, talk we'll, about take, it. We'll, we'll talk to the people about it. We won't talk about it tomorrow. <sighs> I can promise you that. We won't? No. I'm done. I, I, you get it off your chest today, boys. We're done talking about Mark Cuban tomorrow. Unless Mark Cuban kills somebody or, you know, trades Luka Doncic for James Harden. Then now we're talking. Is that is that a possibility? I don't oh, think wait, so. the Rockets don't have Harden anymore. No, oh. it would be to the Nets. Oh, that's... Okay. All right. Quick break. It's a Blitz on ESPN 97.5, 92.5.
The Blitz. Don't you get it? On ESPN 97.5. You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. 713-780-ESPN is your number if you wish to get in. And uh, let's uh, take a couple more calls here about uh, Philip. What's up, Philip? Oh, Fred and AJ, I, I big fan of the show. Love y'all, man. I listen to y'all every day. I'm up here in uh, Pennsylvania, uh, but uh, the thing I gotta ask is, um, like I can remember growing up reciting the Pledge of Allegiance before class. I guess that's a new national. I mean, the national anthem is a new Pledge of Allegiance because they're trying to cancel that now too. So I just want to hear y'all's uh, opinion on that. Now hang up and listen. I guess my opinion, like, I don't see this as, like, I don't feel like Mark Cuban is canceling the national anthem. He, he just didn't want to play it at his games. Like, that, that's not canceling. Like, in, in, in terms of cancel culture, it's, it's a choice. It's, it's not like Mark Cuban's, like, leading a charge to, to get the national anthem out of every sporting event ever. Mark Cuban was just saying, I don't want to play it at my games. Yeah, and Isn't that uh, kind of what America is. Well, yeah, it should be, but again, that's that's not the America that we live in today. And you know, say we had gone the entire season without anybody noticing this, the Mavericks make it to the finals where they broadcast the national anthem before every finals game. Pretty sure they would have played it at all the Mavericks home games for the finals. Mm. At that point in time. Well, yeah, I think when you have national because you have yeah, yeah. you have national yeah, broadcast that's going to put a, a spotlight on. No, you're probably right. All right, one more. Hi, Miss. What's up, James? Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, so I just kind of wanted to give my perspective as a veteran, you know, and 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 it's hard to have a, it's hard to feel like your voice is is, is valid, you know. I'm, I'm I'm a young white man, and and it, it you feel you feel racist almost even even standing up for it if you're pro anthem, and and it does piss me off, or excuse me, it, it makes me angry that that. They they take these stances on this because I, I do feel the anthem is a representation of more than just the troops. I feel like it's a representation of more than just uh, the way the country is governed or, the, or the, the, the the police officers and all those things that govern the country. And I think it's almost you could take this way to look at it hypocritical that these guys are getting paid millions of dollars in a country that that you're not going to get paid this anywhere else under any. Any kind of governing uh, across this globe, are you going to go out there and make 20, 30, whatever million dollars a season to play a game? And I, and I think that's a representation of how great this country is. And you you talked about Colin Kaepernick. Could he have found another way? I think absolutely he would because Colin Kaepernick was a, was a polarizing player when he was on top of his game. He got talked to every single game at the end of every game by a sports writer. That's when he could have taken his opportunity to use his words instead of, like you said, make it uncomfortable, kneel during something that's going to piss all of America off. But I just it, wanted to it share only, my it opinion it, on it. Oh, it pissed ahead. off half of America, not all of America, mind you. 
Right. But right. James, it, 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 this is my question to you as someone who served. Don't you serve? Don't you for freedom so people can have the freedom to kneel if they want to kneel, stand if they want to stand, play a song if they want to play a song, don't play a song if they don't want to? Because in, in like yeah, in yeah. North Korea, there's no option. They're playing the song wherever they tell you they're playing the song. Right. So I, I could I could I could conversely argue that and say that's why it's great to be in this country. It is because certainly. we do have that freedom. Yes. <laughs> I mean, if I'm in China or I'm I'm in I'm in wherever, you know, where 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 they you know they make a joke about a very serious matter of well, hey, if you have too many girls, they make you kill your firstborn kind of thing. You know, I mean, that's those are those are crazy absurd things in other countries that happen here and there that that you you look at this country and say. Okay, is the anthem the problem, or or can yeah? And, and, and you you can't win this battle, you can't lose this battle. I understand it, it's a conversing point, but and I am for I am for the movement to unite everybody in in the in the country, and I really am. I just I just think that you undermine a lot more good than you highlight bad when you take the national anthem and, and try to do it that route. Fair enough. Um, thanks me, for the call, man. Two, two thoughts, and, and, and thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Um, I, I, I think people need to get away from. Well, these guys make millions of dollars, so they should behave differently. Um, yes, they should be thankful they're able to make millions sure. of dollars. Um, you know, they might have been able to go to uh, England and play soccer and make millions of dollars if they weren't playing these sports. So, I, I think the money thing, I, and I know it's hard for a normal person. Uh, uh, normal people like us to look at it, look at somebody making that kind of money and saying, "Well, how can you act that way?" I mean, the money really shouldn't be a factor, and I mean that's what they make, and it's what the market drives. But other than that, I mean, I, I think there's some good points there, and thanks for the call. I and I get it. There's going to be some people who say, "Well, this represents this to me." This represents this to me, and that's okay. That's the point of it. Like every, I mean, that song can mean something different to literally every person who hears it. What you need to take into account is it may mean it may make somebody else feel a certain kind of way that it doesn't make you feel, and not be mad at them about that. That's kind of where well, I'm at. And, like, and hey, I and I think that gets gets back to something where I was talking with the Twitchers about. I think part of it is the internet has made people uh, feel invincible. And, 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 and frankly, it's made people look oh, stupid. Oh, for sure. And, and I also think that this whole, I mean, we're going on almost a year now without the world being what it was, where we're, you know, having to stay home and having to be around our families, for God's sakes. How, how frustrating is that? Uh, a bunch of my friends who are, are getting divorced because they couldn't stand being around each other. <laughs> it's, it, and it's, I mean, it's true. It, it's like this this whole thing has made everything worse. And I think people are angry and they're going to get angry about every little thing. And to me, it should just be, it should be your choice, whether you, you care about it. it. It should be your choice. You know, the team's choice, whether they do it. And when they do it, it means something to you and that's fine. And that's great. And I know that there are people that people protesting it though, have changed that. And, and that's why it's become, and I, I do think that, Kaepernick's fault uh, at fault for this because he he's t- he made the issue not it wasn't his fault entirely but he made it by using the anthem people made it about the anthem instead of what he was protesting and that's been the problem all along and that's why people still get mad over it and I don't blame people for getting mad 
I really don't. I just, you know, it's not for me. Uh, it, Tim says, the caller's comment that the NBA couldn't exist anywhere else is willfully ignorant. The U.S. was first to market. It would thrive in any number of countries. Do you agree or disagree with that? Uh, I don't know about thrive. I mean, there's there are very successful basketball leagues around the world. So, like, if they if they had uh, an NBA in United Arab Emirates, like, I mean, they could still make plenty of money there. There's plenty of money in those places, or or places like Monaco, where where the high like the average income is, you know. Double, mm. triple what it is well, here. I, I mean, the, the Chinese Basketball League does really well. Sure. Now, you're not going to have national anthem issues there. China's not going to let you. But that's like, I mean, that's like saying, and I get that the U.S. is home to most of the major, you know, sports leagues. But I, I think, like, the Premier League is a good example of how sports can do just fine in other places. Like, if if the MLB shut down tomorrow... My guess is that the best baseball player in the world, best, best baseball players in the world, wouldn't just say, "Well, I guess I'm never playing baseball again." My guess is that something like they would go to Korea or Japan and and play baseball, and that would be that. And but it, they'd be making like a quarter of the salary. I, I, think I don't know, man. Those the the Japanese leagues I, play pay pretty it, well. I think in Japan, if you start talking, like if 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 Japanese baseball became the MLB, and everybody around the world was paying attention to it. If the NFL moved to Europe, like there was no longer NFL America, it was just NFL Europe. That's the only place you could see professional American football was in Europe. Like, would you not watch? I'd still yeah, watch. I, I'm I'm not following. I guess how we got to that about the saying that the that this is the only country in the world where they could make these millions of dollars playing sports. Oh no, that yeah. But that's, the locals but, over there aren't going to necessarily buy in. As much as they do here, so your uh, revenue locals isn't in, going locals to be, in every every country care more about well, certain sports than others. But America's not the only sport that cares about basketball. Basketball is what the second, third most popular sport in our country. Yeah, there are countries where it's number one, and it's not close. Okay, I, I mean in, in China, basket like compare basketball to American football, it's not even the same realm. Like, but I get I get that. But I'm also saying is what you're also weighing is there's going to be a definite drop in income, some somewhat. Wait, also, the, well, you're also adjusting to an entire new way of life. Whereas if you took everybody in the NBA and said you can either why would there be a drop have, in income? Because some Dude, people who play the MLS make more than the guys who play for Manchester United. No, because that's those leagues have been around longer. It's not about who's been around. And they have the, the best competition. That, it, that's what I'm saying. If a league was set up outside of the United States with the best competition, people would go pay for, play for it. And where the best players are is where the most money's going to come from. But I don't know if owners and leagues that are right now paying, like, if you're paying for a second-rate pl- type of player already, I don't know how much those leagues and owners are just going to immediately throw in all that extra cash. What to I'm land saying is, to Tim's point, America was first to market with professional basketball. Yeah. If it if if Japan had been or China had been first to market. Maybe the best players in the world all go there. Like if that way, if that had developed, like if if professional basketball had developed there instead of here. And I know that's a, a crazy hypothetical, but 
You guys have turned the most ridiculous hypothetical I've ever heard into an in-depth conversation. <laughs> it's hilarious to me. All right, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I find it funny. Uh, there's some people who want to talk about the, the other callers. <laughs> we'll get to that on the other side. We got to hit a break. Uh, it's the Blitz on ESPN 97.5. Listening to ESPN 97.5. I don't blame it, Don. Behold the king. The king of kings. On your knees, Don. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on The Blitz. And uh, that music means it's time for Star of Houston Sports Show and Texas Sports Nation and the Houston Chronicle and pretty much all things, everything. Jerome Solomon. What's up, buddy? Not much, man. I'm just... Being real jealous of one Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. today. Why? Because he's wasted and he's got a hot chick to bang? That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's, if, if that's not the American dream, I don't know what is. What a life that guy's got going for him. <laughs> it's, yeah, he's, managed, he's managed to make it through. You know, I mean, you, you, it, I know it's been rough for him, but, you know, it's uh, he's managed to overcome it all. You Did know, you- being handsome and, you know, rich, it's got to be hard. Now, I mean, obviously Brady gets all the accolades, but did you have any inkling that that game would go the way that it that it went? I mean, that, the the Buccaneers just kind of bullied the Chiefs. That was like people always talk about what wins power or finesse, and that was a game where it just seems like the, the Bucks kind of big brothered the Chiefs. I, you know, we're the kind of people who would not say "I told you so." We would revel in telling you "I told you so." No, I didn't tell anybody this. I, I thought that Tampa could win the game and wanted them to win. I thought it would take, you know, them to get out to a big lead, overcome Mahomes getting hot and scoring three touchdowns in six minutes and then trying to win it on a late field goal. They dominated the game. But again, it, we act like we don't know when we do know. I mean, how often is it that this offense did juggernaut that no one can stop goes up against a defense and gets shut down in a big game. It happens all the time. We just never believe it's going to happen until the game is over. You know, it, it, it makes no sense, but, it, and they got out coached. I mean, yeah, Brady's getting accolades cause he was, he was great, but they had a lot of great play, but they out coached them. I mean, and I was talking to a couple buddies of mine about it and I say, this sounds ridiculous, but the Chiefs were too good to make adjustments. They've been so good that they're like, well, we're not going to panic because we know how good we are. And all of those great offensive teams in those situations, they, they probably should panic <laughs> and and change what they're doing because they're so good. They ought to be able to adjust on the fly. Instead, they go, we know what we do works. And then the game is over. And you're like, well, it didn't work today. Jerome, uh, I, I, sure you've heard some of the show today and there's only been one topic and I, I know you're a guy who's, who's never short of opinion on these things. Um, what, what are your thoughts on, uh, on the whole Mark? <laughs> okay. So you haven't been listening to the show. Yeah, I know. I, 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 I don't know what you're talking about. Uh-huh. No, it's, it's, it's as simple as this, as I've said before, 
that did have way before this thing happened, that the national anthem is so important that people have been blowing their nose, drinking beer, <laughs> laughing, singing, slapping each other, high-fiving, ordering beer and nachos and whatever, doing it, and it didn't bother anybody. It was so important that Colin Kaepernick sat down on the bench during the national anthem and nobody said a word. Nobody noticed. Nobody cared because it was that important. Until it became until some one person noticed, and then it was like the biggest thing in the history. And then it was the worst thing we've ever seen. Right? Yeah. And I, I mean, and listen, I've, I've, I've sat during the national anthem before when I was a college student. I have come to almost to tears at a moving national anthem. I've been there where I've been telling jokes to other people next to me. I. I've shown, I, I will admit, I've shown some great reverence for it since 9-11. I'll admit that. I'm like, I, I don't talk doing it. I stand. I say a prayer. It has nothing to do with the anthem. It's just, oh, here's a good time to reflect on things. So it means something to me. But it also means nothing to the football game, nothing to the basketball game, nothing to the event that I'm at. And without it, I wouldn't go, man. Without the anthem, that wasn't a good game at all. <laughs> it ruined the game, not having an anthem. No, half the time, the anthem ruins the start of the game because I'm making fun of the person who ruined the anthem. So it's I, it, it's unimportant. I've said long, long and often that they shouldn't even play it at games. Why bother? Um, but, you know, we're, we're entrenched in it now, and it's going to be hard for people to get out of it. The NBA is just dead wrong for for you know putting up this kind of a stance is like well if it was that important you would have told him that a month ago you know and so but i don't blame cuban for not fighting city hall on this it's in many ways it's not worth it it, it was a good try though it was a good try jerome solomon our guest i know she wrote a column earlier this week about uh our good friend jesus easterby uh <laughs> could you uh could you maybe tell the people a little bit what angle you took on that I, I, it's just this, it, it, it's amazing for a person who is the director of football operations that we even know who he is. The Texans have had that position filled many times over the years and I couldn't name them and no one else could, you know, because they have nothing, to, they, they don't make news. They're not important enough to make news. He, he's for a guy I mean, there have been horrible general managers in Houston sports history, guys who've done all kinds of outlandish things and made outlandish trades and moves. This guy's really, he was only in charge as the interim GM for a couple of months. And even if you give him credit for being co-GM with O'Brien, he hasn't even been here two years. How do you go from being a nothing, a nobody, a person who is, has that nobody cares about takes a job in a position whose title is meaningless in many ways, except for inner office communication. And you're the most well-known. He's one of the most well-known people in Houston sports right now, isn't he? I mean, and it's, it's, it's just incredible, but he's working for an owner who is, you know, drink, who's willing to drink the Kool-Aid. And that's, it's as simple as that. He's got an owner who will let him do whatever he wants. And I mean, it's, I mean, he's Jim Jones, frankly, <laughs> in a football sense. And it's, it's a sad thing because there are people I know, I know, you know, many of them, Fred too. We can dog, I always dog the Texans for what they've done winning wise on the football field. 
But it, we're talking about a super class organization business-wise. They dominated the sports world in Houston business-wise with their corporate situation. Jamie Roots retired today. You know, they, they were they were killing it in business. Just and they, they were doing so well in business that that's why people go, oh, he only wants to, speaking of Bob McNair, oh, he only wants to make money. He doesn't want to win. No, he wanted to win. It's just the making money was going so well. That they, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it wasn't his fault. I mean, they, they were killing it and they were great in the community. They'd done very little wrong business-wise. The only complaint you've ever had about the Texans was final scores, you know? And now all of a sudden, this guy, Easterby, has come in and, and shaken the whole place up because Cal McNair took over and Bob McNair, I, I didn't put this in the column, but it's kind of on Bob McNair. He, he, he did not leave a succession plan that could be successful because he, he knows better than all of us that his son wasn't capable, you know, and he didn't do anything about that. Jerome Solomon is our guest. So, uh, what's your, you, you obviously, uh, Jamie roots becomes a big deal. Why, why are these stories? Uh, is, is, is everybody just piling on now when anything oh, yeah. happens? And yeah, I mean, well, yeah, yeah, it is because, but well, part of it is I even Easterby, I think Easterby would, you know, we, we would have moved on from Easterby and talked about other things if Easterby had been out there. But this guy is like, he, you know, he's he, he's been in hiding. He hasn't come out and said anything. You know what I mean? So if he had talked three or four times during the season, we would have discussed what he said and moved on. And, and certainly people wouldn't have gone searching for his old, you know, crappy church video shout out to the fish because <laughs> you'd have other things to talk about and nobody would care and that stuff doesn't matter to me at all i mean i'm i'm a black man who grew up in in the hardcore baptist church where we went to church every day my father was a janitor at a huge white church so guys like him would come along all the time with their crappy poor youth minister, minister stick that, you know, was just sad to me. I'm like, you got to come over to the hood for a real church, bro. But like nobody would care about that if he were just the director of operations, football operations, and wasn't being quoted, wasn't in the news, wasn't making noise, and wasn't, you know, and, and, and then wasn't uh, appointed a, a general manager interim position that he wasn't qualified for. And then he took a position he wasn't qualified for and never stood up to answer any questions. He's never answered one question to media since he was given a job he didn't earn. Well, you know what I mean? That, uh, he, that's not true. It was at the Deshaun Watson press conference when, when they signed the new contract. I, I want you to interview this guy, man. You, oh, you, oh well, that, well, that, well, that was before... That that was before the that was before he was named interim GM. Like that was before. No, but he has he, yeah, he yeah. hasn't done anything yeah. since then. Right. That's but, what, yeah. That's what, I mean. Like since he yeah. really had some, you know. Well, since, since he took since, over the job, he, he didn't deserve. Right. right. Since he ran O'Brien off, he hasn't said a word. And it's like, dude, you, you let. And it's it is amazing that people have built up an anger toward a guy who really and frankly hadn't really done anything. Well, except you know, piss Deshaun Watson off, which is pretty major, but yeah. still, still, that's all he's really done. And, and then he, you know, he pulled a, he pulled a switcheroo and hired his boy as a general manager, which, you know, Hey, I, I, I'm impressed by that on some level, but it's, it, I don't know. I don't know why the anger is there so much, except he's a smarmy guy and, and he's running people off from that organization 
And, and you know what? What I just said isn't fair either. I just said he's running people off because people are getting run off and he's the only person we can point to as he must be the reason, right? Well, and, that, but, and that's why at some point you'd like to see the guy address some of this stuff. And that's, yeah. that's what you're here for. You're, you're Houston's voice. Go, go get an interview with this guy. Then that dude ain't talking to me. <laughs> that's, well, you know, he's not going to talk to Brian T. Smith. So it's, you, it's either you or McLean. And I'm, I'm telling, I'm telling you, that and why aren't your your bosses out there saying why why can't you guys talk to this guy? Well, oh, they they are. They're like, what's going on? He's he's uh he's he's as invisible and, and unreachable as as any entity we've ever had. I mean, and it and, and, and frankly, I'll tell you, this is not even off the record. I guess. Yeah, I'll, yeah, no one's I'll, listening let, right now. It's okay. You it can up, say whatever yeah, you need. Yeah, they I'll tune say, out when let, you're let, here. Let me put it a better way. There are people with more power and a lot more money in higher positions who are who are texting me going, damn, how can you not get to this dude? <laughs> I was like, man, I don't. They're like, you can get to me. How can you not get to him? Two different people of really high standing in town who, who will answer immediately when I reach out to them or, or cracking up. They're like, this guy, this guy's a genius. I don't know how he's pulling it off. They said, well, you know, other, other than everybody hating him, uh, it's pretty impressive what he's been managed to do. And and it's it's impossible for him to ever have a decent reputation in this city. Everybody can be gotten to Jerome. (laughs) All right, that's Jerome Solomon here. I'm on the Houston Sports Show. Uh, Real quick before you go, just on that point, five seconds. People have given or he says he's received death threats. That's a little bit much. I think even even for somebody as sleazy as he is, death threats takes it too far. Uh, wait, you do you know. think you are you saying that he hasn't received death threats? Or are you denying that that you've sent any? I'm saying that he said. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> uh, you know what? Though? I I don't. I mean, you think about people burning shop jerseys and going to his house. Do you really think it's a stretch? Yeah, people getting, are loons. Yeah, yeah, it's not a stretch. But I I also think too that as a person on the other end of that kind of stuff, you know when it's real and when right. it's just a hothead on the in on the web, right? So I hope so, you die is not a death threat. Right, that it's not, and that's what I'm saying. But like, I've been I, following you in in your Buick for two weeks, and I know exactly where your children are, and I'm going to stalk you and kill you. That's a death threat. That's a, that's death, threat. a death threat. Yeah, Wait, like yeah, wishing yeah, yeah, terminal saw, cancer yeah. on someone, not a death threat. Yeah, I saw your wife at you know Whole Foods yesterday. You know I could have done something. That's a death threat. Yes, that's, as opposed to man, you're a weasel. I wish I wish you were never born. That, that's not the same thing. So, Wait, so I, would, would tell I him he's going to sleep with the fishes be a death threat? <laughs> Shout out to the fish. Uh, hey, that, that's funny. I don't care who you are, man. <laughs> Shout that's out funny, to the right. fish. That's funny right there. That's funny right there. All right, Jerome. We'll talk to you next week, man. Later. All right. I got to tell you guys about Carbach Brewing. Uh, Carbach, one of the great breweries of our city. And guys at Carbach, you're thinking, what, what am I going to do? Where am I going to take my gal for Valentine's Day? Well, here's an idea. Take her to Carbach. Get yourself some great food some food that she's going to enjoy. She's going to be like, oh, man, this is really good food because it is really good. Now, I'm not talking about bar food. This is like you take her there and have a real nice meal. But while you're there, what happens? You get to drink great beer. Boom. Sometimes you're going to get some beer at Carbach uh, that you won't be able to find anywhere else in the whole wide world, right there in Carbach's restaurant, uh, the only place some of that stuff's available. But have yourself the food. Have yourself some beers. They've got all the regular stuff too. You want a Crawford Bach? You want a Love Street? You want a uh, you, you want a, a Hopadillo? You can always get that. 
You can also get the ranch water there, the agave lime ranch water, new from Carbach. That if you if you're not a beer person, well, this is a great alternative. It'll get you there, and it's great by itself or mixed. Uh, fantastic stuff. Follow Carbach on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. See what's going on at the restaurant and the brewery. And when you're out and about, grab yourself some Carbach. Listening to the Blitz on ESPN 97.5. You are listening to the Blitz on ESPN 97.5 and on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios. Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on the Blitz. 713-780-ESPN's your number. Let's, uh, you know what, Nick's been on hold for a long time. Wanted to rebut the other caller. Let's let's do this. We'll get a gym of the day, and then uh, we'll we'll shift topics for the 6 o'clock hour, unless you guys decide this is all we want to do. What's going on, Nick? Hello, Nick. Hello. Hola. Uh, sports, guys. Sports, sports, sports. <laughs> Yeah, I just wanted to rebuttal, uh, kind of talk about, uh, God said, you know, you get to play you, your sport and, you know, I don't think you get to do anything. Like, you don't just get off your couch and go hit a Berlin fastball. You don't just get off your couch and go throw a 60 yard Mahomes bomb. You know what I mean? People work and those guys work to get where they are, you know, and so I feel like if you, if you work to get where you are and are provided the freedoms that, the flag does represent, you can use your platform for whatever you want to because you work to get to that point. You know, uh, I'll hang up with this guy. I mean, I think that's true everywhere. I mean, in general, and I mean, there are some people who are just born lucky, but I think for the most part, everyone who gets to the top of what they do is has worked very hard or is just very naturally blessed. And typically in sports, if you get to the top, you have to be very naturally blessed and work harder than everybody. Otherwise, I mean, otherwise, I, and I tell this to the, the 14 year olds on my kids' baseball team all the time. Like, if you, if you're a nine talent and a four work ethic, there's going to be a seven talent with a 10 work ethic that's going to pass you up. So, I, I, I mean, everybody who gets to the top has a little bit of everything. I, it, I don't think anything's handed to anybody in this country except guys like Cal McNair. Well, and that's. <laughs> And that's the frustrating thing, right? Is yeah, there's a lot of guys who just won the sperm lottery. Yeah, and you know, congratulations. And, and I, I mean, that doesn't mean there's not some of those guys that can be very successful to take that money and make more money and do do a whole lot of great things. But then there's a bunch of them, and and everybody knows them, right? You know, the trust fund kids who are just complete idiots. And yeah, and so that's a that, but that's the game, man, and it's rigged. We've always said that. All right, let's do a Zadok Jewelers Gym of the Day. Give it to me. The Gym of the Day. It's the Gym of the Day. The Zadok Jewelers Gym of the Day. All right, I want to do something a little bit lighthearted. All right. You know, just, I'm for that. Uh, do you remember Randy Johnson? The big unit. Yes. Yes. The very big unit is if rumors are true. Unit. Huge unit. Uh, apparently, you remember the uh, when when he threw the baseball and it killed the bird. One of my, 
I mean, one of the first viral was, videos, right? It was, and not that I was happy that a bird died, but it was one of my favorite things to watch because it was amazing. Um, and like it's it it it's almost like like Thanos snapped that bird, yeah, like because it it didn't it just kind of it disintegrated almost like it, it was just a cloud of feathers, and you're like, well, where'd the body go? I don't I don't know. The world may never know, and you know I'm I sorry the bird died, but the bird was going to be dead by now anyway. So he died for our enjoyment. Yeah, and, much. and that's important. Well, apparently, if you were a robber in his house, you didn't have to worry about a gun. I think you'd have to worry about something worse. He says, "I don't own a gun, but I keep a bag of baseballs near our bed. Oh, if someone breaks in, they better be wearing a batting helmet because I'm going to throw at their head." Well, <laughs> there's going to be a bunch of criminals wearing like a uh, knight's armor. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Now that you've warned them, yeah, uh, it, it, and it's an old quote, but it, it just came out on on SB. It, re- it resurfaced basically. I believe him. Yeah, I mean, he was a little off in, in probably a good way. And uh, anyway, that is your Zadok Jewelers Gym of the Day. The Gym of the Day. It's the Gym of the Day. The Zadok Jeweler Gym of the Day. All right. Uh, you know what? When we come back, we're going we're gonna to try to start the top of the hour with a little fun and Although I'm going to bring AJ down. We're going to play some of that Rebecca Black for you. Yeah, baby. Uh, all right. I got to tell you about Allstate. Allstate windows and siding. Uh, guys, I can tell you now from experience, the windows at my house were installed by Allstate, and I could not be happier. My wife could not be happier with the product. I thought we were just going to replace a broken window pane. Well, it turns out my wife saw the product. She fell in love. She was able to customize the windows how she wanted them to look, uh, where the where the glass would be, where the panes would be. And got them custom fitted, and now the house looks amazing. On top of that, I'm saving 40% on my electric bill. Now, you'll get 25% off all window packages with Allstate right now. You can get an additional uh, discount if you pay all cash up front, or if you're a veteran or first responder, you can get a discount as well. So, guys, there's there's not many reasons not to do this. The windows will pay for themselves over time. That's just the way it works. You want the best rate? Call Allstate. Allstate Siding and Windows, 832-204-1936. 832-204-1936 or AllstateSidingAndWindows.com. ESPN 97.5.